Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have a submission here that came in via uh, thinkinglsat.com, our brand new hot shit looking website. This is from Ahmad. You want to read it? Yeah, sure. Dear Ben and Nathan, in episode 345 of the Thinking LSAT podcast, you speculate about the possible reasons why someone who does not intend to apply to law school might take the LSAT. I don't remember that. I'm writing to share an additional reason I just learned over coffee with a friend. Some big consulting firms apparently treat the LSAT as an aptitude test and recruit high LSAT scores. My friend, for example, is taking the LSAT in June for no other reason than to get an advantage over peers in the recruiting cycle next year. It looks like McKinsey thinks you two are very smart cookies. Interesting. Okay. McKinsey. Yeah. I mean, that's a smart call. I would say it's a it's a good test to test certain skills. And it does you know. not test every skill, but it tests a nice portfolio of skills that are really useful in a lot of different ways. Problem solving. Yep. Language. Part part of the reason why our team is so awesome is that we kind of like know everybody's LSAT score. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and so, you know, it's not like we ourselves only use LSAT when we're hiring, but it means something to us that you can achieve a high score on the LSAT. What What are the things, Ben? Yeah, like as a as a um, employer. Yeah. As a job creator, Ben. Yeah. What do you? <laughs> so I'm just making fun of ourselves, but um, <laughs> you know what? What are those attributes that, as a non-law school, what are what are the attributes that a high LSAT seem to convey? So two things come to my mind right away. One is attention to detail. So we send out emails all the time. People get emails all the time. And it's like, do this, do that, or here's the problem, or here's what a student said, or here's here's something that the developer said, or whatever. And it's like people who have this attention to detail read and respond to the actual issue. When we're dealing with people and they're, they're responding to an issue that's not actually there, but they thought was there, we're all wasting our time. So that's one thing, attention to detail. Another thing is, I think just uh, problem solving and coming up with solutions that are, you know, seem creative or useful or helpful for the situation. I always say three things, and I think that these things do apply directly to um, the people that we that we hire. It tests your yeah, Ben was already talking about this, but your communication ability in written English. Mm-hmm. And by by the way, the vast majority of communication that lawyers do is in writing. Yep. That's what lawyers want to do. They want to get it in writing. They want to put yep. it in writing. They want to see it in writing. <laughs> like, let's stop talking about it. I want to see it in writing. And despite what you see on TV, right? It's yeah. Like- <laughs> so you need it in writing. So then two weeks from now when someone's or four years from now when someone's arguing about something, you say, well, look, look right here. This is what well, we said. You can go do some showy argument in court. But in, in like, you know, the reason why you won that Supreme Court case was because of the documents, mm-hmm. not not because of whatever you said in the oral, oral argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so it tests your ability to uh, understand written English Two, it 
test your logic. Ben talked about problem solving and, you know, the the ability to solve systems, the ability to think about things holistically and to be able to come up with creative solutions. I'm I, you're, I, my approach to logical reasoning is very creative. My approach to the logic games, very creative. Like how can we solve these puzzles in LR? What kinds of arguments might this be susceptible to? How could this be better? How could this be worse? What kinds of outside, what kind of facts outside these facts on the paper might affect these facts that are on the page? And so your ability to sort of broaden the scope is, you know, understand everything in detail that's there, but then also broaden the scope and synthesize. I think it's a very good test for, for testing those abilities. So English, logic, and then the third thing is how hard you can work. Sure. Because it fucking means something that somebody shows up with a 175. It could be that it's just natural talent. It could be. But even I didn't score a 175 on the first LSAT I ever took. Like I sucked at the games. I had to show enough work ethic to get good at the games. Even me. And I'm like not a hard worker. Right. So it's like it. The, but you can LSAT, work on something and that's critical. Right. Like even if you can't work on. A whole bunch of shit. You have to be able to do your job and do the steps right. that are necessary for that. Yeah, there's no way. I was not scoring in the 99th percentile on the LSAT if I did not improve my games. Like, I have a lot of natural talent for reading and writing. Like, I, my verbal skills are, you know, high. But that only carried me so far. And it's like, okay, great. So you ace reading comp and you pretty much ace logical reasoning without trying. Okay, fine. But the games, like, I had to try. Mm -hmm. I had to buckle down. I had to sit down and do an hour or two every single day for however much, however long it was. And then eventually it clicked for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I definitely, this is the first time I've ever heard of McKinsey or the other consulting firms doing this, but I, it does to me make a hell of a lot of sense, more sense than using the GMAT, honestly, because the GMAT, you know, which is the, is used for business school admissions. Yeah. But the GMAT, is like how much it, half of it is math. And so it's just sort of like, well, how much math did you take in high school and college? And can you mm -hmm. like brush up and review that math? It's just not as hard as, I don't know. I feel like the LSAT tests more useful skills, really. It's less about what you have remembered and more about right. what you can do to process the information you've been given. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, memorization is a form of work too. So like, the fact that you do remember the quadratic equation, you know, like you, that you forced yourself to memorize this abstract thing and know how to apply it to solve a sure. system, you know, that, yeah, that does mean something for sure. But, um, yeah, the, the LSAT tests a lot of really useful skills. Not that you'll, you know, the vast majority of our listeners are going to use it to go to law school, but I do believe in it. I, like as a, as a test, it tells me a lot. That one number can tell me a lot. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tell me everything, but it can tell me a lot. Well, look, it's been studied and it has a, along with UGPA, well, without UGPA, it has a 60% correlation. I'm not sure I'm fully or saying that correctly, but it has a 60% correlation with your first year grades in law school, which is no joke. That's law school itself is a challenge. It's work. 60%? Where'd you get that number? I thought I remember something lower than that. 
Um, it might have been no, I'm pretty sure because I I think in combination with UGPA, it's sixty six percent, but it was it accounted for the vast majority of that correlation. Mm. Maybe it's fifty five percent, but yeah. it, it's it's a huge number. But it makes in, it goes higher with UGPA, but not not as much as I anticipated. It makes perfect sense. You know, I think like applicants are like, well, no, but all, I'm going to kill it in law school. You know, standardized tests are hard for me. Yeah. OK, yeah. but you've never taken this standardized test before. And this standardized test is different. It's not it's it, it's not a memorization test at all. It's a skills based test that you have to learn how to practice, how to do this. Yeah. And it's testing your ability to read carefully in English your logical abilities to sort of see how rules interact with each other. And it's testing how hard you can work at this damn thing, especially on the games, just like how much do you want it? And those three things in your one L year of law school are like a hundred percent critical. That's everything. That's the entire game. Yeah. Just even the process of law school. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and law school is harder by the way than the LSAT is. It I is. mean, like talking these to Sarah, court cases again. are longer and they're written in English that was the written way worse. in the 1800s. Yeah. You think that the reading comprehension on the LSAT is hard? It's nothing. It's nothing. Have you ever seen a law book? Yeah. I mean, it, like the shit you're going to do in your one L year is it. Sarah, Sarah thought that she was being hazed. <laughs> so, Academic hazing. It's she like, said she thought she was in a blender and like that's yeah. somebody who scored whatever 99 170 whatever that sarah scored and had yeah. awesome undergraduate grades and was in harvard yeah and she's like oh i never had any idea how hard shit could be until i got there hmm. so master the lsat um yeah okay thanks ahmad for that submission yeah. that's awesome interesting uh, yeah email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some lsat or law school admissions news thanks for listening